This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. It's Wednesday, April 6th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, it's uh, Jose Ramirez is a guardian for life day here on uh, on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, he's uh, Reports are that he's close to, if not uh, already in agreement with the Guardians on an extension that will keep him in Cleveland for the rest of his career. Uh, it's got to make uh, everybody around the club feel great, and uh, it's a, a good sign for for things heading into the season uh, at this time. Yeah, definitely, Joe. Uh, kind of came out of nowhere. You know, I had talked to the agent, you know, yesterday, last night, and uh, by all means, it, it seemed to be dead. But uh, on the way to the airport last last night, um, after uh, the Guardians played their final two exhibition games in the desert, uh, they, they made an, you know, they opened up negotiations again. Uh, and the deal, you know, the structure of the deal got done on the way to the airport. I think uh, Chris Antonetti had the had the bus pull over and, um, you know, the, to finish the negotiations. And one of the key elements was a meeting or, you know, a conversation between Jose Ramirez and uh, Paul Dolan, the owner. Well, that's uh, that that's interesting to hear is that Dolan and Ramirez met directly and, and, and had an interaction there. Also, that Antonetti. Uh, pulled the the bus over to, to to sort of finish negotiating as they're they're heading to the the season opener in Kansas City. Uh, we had also heard that you know, like you had said, if if negotiations were were sort of stalemated, that that there was a possibility that uh, the club was going to start working hard on a, a trade, and that Ramirez could have gone to San Diego at some point. Uh, that the the Padres were. We're thinking that they were close to landing him uh, if, you know, things had, had gone the other way. Uh, what do you know about that? Or have you heard any details on that? You know, I, I just know what I read, Joe. And, uh, you know, I, I know, uh, you know, maybe they, uh, if they, you know, if they couldn't sign Jose, if they made that offer last week and it was rejected and uh, they didn't like the counter proposal, maybe they were, you know, they, maybe they had reached a point where they weren't going to pay one guy you know, the 14, whether he's making 14 million or 12 million this year, they maybe they might not, you know, they may have made the decision to, uh, to trade him and, you know, and, and just uh, with their trading partner, favorite trading partner, <laughs> San Diego. But, you know, I think anyways, they would have held on to him, Joe, don't you think until the deadline or something? I, I don't know if they would have just turned around and traded him, you know, before opening day. Yeah. And it, it might've been a, a negotiating tactic. Who knows? Uh, I, I, I did see a report that uh, Gabriel Arias was held out of the, the Clippers uh, season opener last night uh, in Lehigh Valley where they played. Uh, and, you know, that might have been an indication that if, if Jose Ramirez was going to be traded, 
that they were going to, you know, bring Arias up to the active roster. But, uh, you know, it, it, that's all speculation right now. We know what we know. We know what sources have confirmed. And, and that is that uh, the Guardians, you know, after a whole, a whole offseason of not signing any free agents and, and really doing sort of the bare minimum in, in terms of uh, acquisitions, uh, they're, they're spending now on a, a contract that's when it's eventually completed will more than double the, the biggest contract ever handed out by, uh, by a Cleveland baseball team. Just a, yeah, real, you know, just an interesting uh, turn of events, Joe. I mean, like you said, they went from doing nothing, absolutely nothing, to, uh, you know, signing, you know, their best ball player, uh, you know, to the biggest contract in team history. And, um, you know, we'll go from there. I think there's still a lot of questions about this team. You know, Jose... You know, one guy is not going to change the, the outlook of this club. You know, they've still got a lot of holes offensively and, and some questions in the bullpen, but it's a it's a great move. Uh, you know, Jose uh, told uh, Paul Dolan that he wanted to stay with Cleveland for the rest of his career. And, uh, you know, they've got a lot of young players that, uh, you know, that they can uh, build around him. And uh, we'll see how that works. How much does it mean that, Jose wanted to be here. How much does it say uh, about Jose and about uh, Cleveland that he wants to be a guardian for life, that he's comfortable here, that, that this is where he thinks that he can be the most productive? That's, I think that's a great point, Joe. Um, you know, a lot of every free agent I've ever covered, you know, on, on their walk here said, I want to stay here, I, you know, but, you know, few, but in, in, in reality, they're looking for the last dollar. You know, obviously, Jose, I think, could have made a lot more money if, uh, you know, he would have played this out this year out. And perhaps they don't, you know, the, the ball club doesn't uh, exercise that option for 2023. And he hits the market at, you know, 30 years old. And, you know, he's looking at a, you know, seven-year deal, $160, $200 million, something like that. But I think the fact that, you know, obviously he wasn't after the last dollar, that he wanted to stay in Cleveland. And, uh, you know, he, he must have convinced Dolan that that, that, that that was what was in his heart because, you know, I think they both, you know, he made some concessions uh, with, I'm, in, I'm talking about Ramirez here, and, and obviously Dolan up the ante. Yeah, and, you know, this is, it, it, it's the biggest contract in, in Cleveland baseball history. Uh, he gets it, not Manny Ramirez, not Jim Tomey, not CC Sabathia. It's Jose Ramirez. It's it's not a guy who not not even Francisco Lindor, uh, not a guy that they drafted at the top of the uh, uh, the MLB draft and and developed and brought along to be uh, you know the superstar face of the franchise. This is a guy who they thought you know was going to be a utility player at best when they signed him as a as a international free agent, and now. He's built himself into a superstar player. And if, you're right. He's not getting Chris Bryant money. He's not getting, you know, Nolan Arenado money. He's, he's a, a, a third baseman who's at the top of the game, but he's not getting paid maybe the, the top scale of what's, what, what's available out there in Major League Baseball. I think, you know, I think you, you, you hit the nail on the head there, Joe. He's, I think Jose, you know, knows where he's, what he's about, knows what kind of player he is. He knows where he came from. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, money doesn't mean 
is it the end all and be all with him? He doesn't have to have the biggest contract so he can, you know, have the bragging rights uh, for for you know two minutes before somebody else signs a bigger contract, uses his contract to leapfrog into another stratosphere, you know, with with uh, money. So you know, I think it says a lot about Jose, and uh, it just uh, you know it's refreshing. And it's, you know, it's just a good day for uh, Ramirez and a good day for the Guardians and I think a good day for Cleveland as well. Yeah, it was five minutes after news broke on Twitter that we were already seeing how uh, Ramirez's contract could be leveraged against uh, Aaron Judge and his negotiations with, with the Yankees. So, you know, it's the, the only thing that's ever happened is uh, anything that ever happens is only only relates to New York, I guess, is the most important thing. But uh, how does this deal look for him? It's uh, they're going to rework 2022 and 2023, which were the option years for him. Uh, and then it gives the, uh, the club five more years of control over him uh, through 2028. Uh, it, he was due 12 million uh, and 14 million in the next two years. And then uh, the additional money is 124 and that takes it up to 150. This is all what's been reported. We haven't seen, you know, anything set in stone yet, but uh, all this pending a uh, physical, which, you know, they may or may not get to in the, in the coming days. Uh, so it could be a, a little bit of time before we have this thing official, but those are the parameters. How does that deal set up uh, favorably for Ramirez and for the, the club uh, at the same time? Obviously they've, they've got some cost efficiency in the first two years. They know what they're dealing with you know, 12 million and 14 million, if that stays the same. Now it, it could get, you know, it could get, they could, you know, those numbers could change a little bit, but I don't think drastically. Uh, and then you've got, you know, the five-year portion of the, the five-year portion of the extension after the two options. And, uh, you know, again, they have, you know, cost, they know what they're dealing with. They didn't have any money on the books, you know, in past 2022 as it was. So they should be able to absorb this. I think it's a good sign, uh, you know, maybe for uh, a possible extension for a uh, Shane Beaver going in, in the near future. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think it's, it's a sign that, you know, they, did they do a lot this winter? No, they didn't do a lot this winter, but it's a sign that they want to stay competitive, that they realize that, that you got to, keep the face of the franchise if you want to have a vibrant organization and uh, I think it's it's a it's an indication that you know they're willing to spend in their in in their parameters for the right player what could potentially make this deal a, a bad contract for uh Cleveland is is there a is there anything to this that you know two three four years down the line uh, we're looking back and saying, boy, they're they're saddled with Ramirez's salary right now, or or this was a, a bad move because uh, we've seen Jose go into slumps before. He had that one monster slump a couple years ago that extended from one year to the next, but that's really the only time he's really struggled. Uh, you know, obviously, what what could make this a bad deal is you know if he gets hurt, you know if if he uh, you know doesn't take care of himself. I mean, you know, he doesn't got the he's not Adonis. You know, he's got the that, that short body and uh, that's not a great body, but he's done a pretty good job maintaining his weight, keeping him in, in shape. Uh, so he's going to have to do that. But, you know, obviously, you know, at the end of these, these long-term deals, you know, the ball club usually takes a hit, 
And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know how Jose is going to age. He's, he's been uh, remarkably consistent, you know, since, uh, you know, since he really became, you know, became an everyday player. You know, I would imagine that would continue. He's 29 right now, you know, two or three more years, peak years, as long as he stays healthy, Joan. He's really had no major injuries. Maybe the broken ham ain't bone. But that's the only thing that's really, you know, taking him out of the lineup. This guy posts up, you know, he, he plays every day. That Dominican philosophy of playing every day, I guess, is uh, is strong in him. Yeah, uh, you're right about those those big contracts usually coming back to bite the team at the end. Uh, but historically, even, uh, you know, Cleveland, with the contracts that they've had in that, you know, even approaching that range, they've managed to avoid getting pinched by them. Corey Kluber, they got out from under his contract. Uh, Carlos Carrasco, they got out from under his contract. Even Edwin Encarnacion, they didn't wind up paying him the last year of that, uh, the you know, $60 million deal. Uh, they figured out a way to, to move on from it. So, you know, they're pretty adept at not getting left, you know, holding the bag there on these, these uh, bigger contracts that they've had recently. Does signing this now, now we talked to Tito and we asked him, you know, how is all this, all these rumors and all the, you know, what's going on with the contract negotiations? How is this affecting Jose? And Tito was like, you know, what do you mean? How is it affecting Jose? He plays baseball every day. He loves this. He loves playing the games, coaching up the young players and everything. Uh, it really didn't seem to affect him. Does signing this and having this contract in the bag, uh, you know, maybe propel Ramirez to, to having his best year ever? That's a great point, Joe. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I guess it could go, you know, if you're a pessimist, you say, okay, you know, he's got his money. He's, he's self-satisfied. You know, he's, you know, he's, he's not going to, you know, be the play at the top of his game anymore, but you know, you could also say, Hey, you know, he kind of sticks his chest out a little bit. I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm as, you know, I'm, I'm getting paid uh, on the level of my peers at, the all, at an all-star level and an elite level. And I'm going to continue to play at that level. And I would think, I, I would think Jose is just going to keep, uh, you know, what, what did uh, Tito say about Michael Brantley? You wind him up and just send him out there. I think uh, Jose is that kind of player. You just, you know, you know what you're going to get from him every day and uh, contract or no contract, that's not going to change. You, you mentioned Shane Bieber and the, the possibility that this could spur, uh, you know, negotiations in, in that regard for a, for a Bieber extension. Uh, we're always keeping our eyes open on, on on that front. Does this also maybe a signal to the young players in the locker room, the guys that Chris Antonetti and Mike Chernoff can identify as future core players? We've seen this cycle repeat and repeat. You know, Jason Kipnis, Michael Brantley, Jan Gomes, uh, you know, the core of that group of players at, at that time. Do they identify a new young core now and point to Ramirez and say, hey, We've got Jose for, you know, five more years. Be part of this, sign an extension, lock up. Uh, they've got Class A, you know, locked up through his arbitration years with cost certainty now. Uh, is, is this maybe a, a jumping off point for the next generation of uh, young core players that they can identify? Yeah, it certainly sets a, a good example, Joe, definitely. You know, it, it puts that seed in their head that, you know, you know, if they play well, if they play, you know, consistently, if, if they follow in, in Ramirez's footsteps and are as productive as he's been, that, you know, they will be rewarded. The club won't turn its back on them. 
how surprised were you when when this hit? Uh, obviously, you would you would just talk to the the um, the agent for Ramirez, and you know this was sort of a, a complete 180. Uh, this morning we get the the word come out, and uh, I think a lot of people were sort of uh, you know hoping this would happen, but you know not really confident that it would. I was surprised, Joe. I, I was on my way out the door to the airport uh, when when this went down. Uh, you know, so I, the last time I went to bed thinking that this deal was was not going to happen, that, you know, he was going to open the season uh, on the same one year contract and uh, perhaps he would get traded. But, uh, you know, it, it uh, I think, you know, kind of deadlines make things happen. You know, opening day was the deadline and it was it just was getting nearer and nearer. And I think the Indians probably, you know, looking at what they the, the fan response to their offseason. Uh, you know, the fact that this, the home opener still isn't sold out, um, you know, I think that, that may have motivated them. That Maybe Paul Dolan said, I've got to keep the face of the franchise here. Yeah, the lesson is don't go to sleep, Hoinsey. That That's what you got to learn. You just don't go to, don't go to bed. Don't, don't, don't let your pet head hit the pillow because that's when uh, all the moves happen. Uh, so you're on your way to Kansas City. You're in an airport right now in Chicago waiting for a connecting flight to KC. Uh, the Guardians are going to work out today from 1.30 to 3.30 uh, at the ballpark in Kansas City. Uh, we should be able to hear from Shane Bieber and from uh, Terry Francona. I'm sure that we will get no answers out of them uh, regarding Jose. However, uh, eventually we should be uh, we should get a chance to talk to um, – Antonetti, uh, maybe Chernoff and, and those guys to, to, to find out how this deal all went down. Uh, what are we expecting in Kansas City and what's the weather going to be like for opening day? Have you have you seen a, a report that I think by the end of the series, it's supposed to get nice and warm just in time for you guys to leave? Yeah, I think it's supposed to be raining today um, and uh, probably around 50 degrees tomorrow for the home opener, 50, it's cloudy. So, you know, we after uh you know it's cleveland weather for sure you know opening day weather hey man i would take 50 degrees on opening day if, if we know it's a, a dry 50 i'll take a dry 50 over a rainy 42 any day uh this is great uh like you said probably a historic day for cleveland baseball uh, a memorable one for sure uh, where were you on april 6 2022 when jose ramirez became the face of the cleveland guardians for the future uh, by the time he's done, by the time he hangs it up, he could have all the records, huh? You know, I was thinking that, Joe. I mean, you're, you're right. He, you know, he's he's you know been such a productive player. Is he a Hall of Famer? You know, um, is he? Could he be? You know, if he play, you know, what he does over the last you know five, six, seven, eight years, I, I don't know. But he's 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 an elite player. We know that, and we know he's going to be in Cleveland for a long, long time. He's a he's a he's a Cleveland Hall of Famer in the uh, in the Guardians Hall of Fame for sure. Uh, he's you know would have to win a, an MVP or two, maybe a World Series, uh, to to secure you know Cooperstown Hall of Fame, I think for sure. Uh, but if if he finishes uh, you know all over the record books for the Guardians by the time his career is over, my question is. How tall is the bronze statue of him that's going to be out on the plaza? And will it be about half as tall as the Jim Tomey statue? That, that's all. I, I mean, you definitely save on materials that way. 
Yeah, he could be Tommy's mini me. I'll tell you what. What would the design for a Jose Ramirez statue be? Could you could you design a statue where he's diving into second base and his helmet is flying off? Is that something you could get with it? You know, just running the bases with his hair on fire. I, I think that would be the the perfect design for a Jose Ramirez uh, statue on the on the plaza out there at the corner of Ontario and, uh, and Carnegie. That sounds like an idea, Joe. Sell it to find a sculptor and start, you know, sell him the idea, man. It, it would have to be that that slide that he had in Houston where he slid and his helmet came off and he kicked it up in the air and the helmet landed on his head after he uh, slid into second base. That would that would be the one you would want to capture in bronze. All right, Hoynes, safe travels uh, as, as you head into Kansas City. We will uh, check back with you again tomorrow. Uh, prior to the season opener as the Guardians get underway here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast.